Hello and welcome to another episode of Feel Good with me, Renee. I'm very excited that you are joining me again today for another episode on human design. We're going to be talking about the strategy for each design type as well as authority. So when you start to talk to people about human design or study human design or or even get a reading, it's oftentimes that you are told three pillars, if you will, and that is your design type, which we talked about last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, please go back and check it out. We go through the five different energy or aura types. And the second pillar is strategy for each type. We also get into the third pillar today, which is inner authority. Last week, we talked about creating magnetism by design and those five designs, those five different energy types, and really introduce the idea of reality is based on our beliefs and our conditioning and what human design is a really potent, wonderful tool for is showing us where we are most susceptible to conditioning, to living up to the world's expectations and potential programming. We're going to get into strategy and a bit on authority today, but I just wanted to give you a few updates, a few announcements. I Also, we'll preface this with saying that my French bulldog is snoring in her chair in the corner. So if you hear any snores, and in fact, these days, they actually sound more like wheezes. We had this procedure done for her a little over a month ago that is pretty common for dogs like French bulldogs that have that pushed in nose and The surgery is to help them breathe better because that can be a real challenge for those breeds. And she is breathing better, but it doesn't necessarily sound like it. I've even had calls where people are like, is your dog okay? Yes, she's okay. She is just doing her heavy breathing, which now sounds like wheezing. And yeah, We were hoping it would eliminate all sounds of snoring because it can be very loud and aggressive. I wouldn't say it took care of it entirely. No, you can definitely still hear it. I'm also recording this fairly early in the morning. You might be able to tell by my voice. It's a funny thing because, you guys, I'm middle-aged, okay? Like, the reality is such. I am 45, and I have to laugh because... I woke up this morning feeling off, which being a highly sensitive person, I am constantly seems trying to to get back to center in some way, shape, or form. And this morning, as a highly sensitive middle-aged person, it was interesting because I woke up and I was feeling dizzy. I'm like, why am I feeling dizzy? What is going on? This is unpleasant. I actually think I had a rice hangover. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's the degree of uh, specialness that has become life. I had a really good tuna poke bowl last night, but it was really heavy on the rice. And 
I think that the way that rice metabolizes turning into sugar, it threw my blood sugar off to the point that I woke up with a hangover from rice. I know. I, I have to laugh. I, if you know me or you've heard me talk about my sensitivity, it is comical. I can't imagine being able to just walk into a everyday restaurant and order something off the menu or even when I'm out in public and there are certain fragrances or smells or loud sounds, bright lights, you name it. It affects me. I feel it. I feel it in my body. And sometimes it can be really challenging and unpleasant. I have been grounding this morning a bit. I got out in the sun. Thankfully, it's a really beautiful warm day here and just tried to settle in a bit, drink a lot of water, took some, I actually have a specific supplement that helps regulate my blood sugar. And I am drinking electrolytes. I'm doing all the things to try to get back to baseline. This such is the story of my life. That being said, I do have one other announcement that is a lot more fun and appropriate for you all. I am offering human design readings right now. This is something that I don't do all the time. And if you are feeling called to have a look at your human design chart with someone um, like me that is a reader that can translate the language of your, your chart and what you're looking at, I have that availability and there will be an email coming out. You can join the email list. I will put a link in the show notes if you want to do that. And there's also a direct link to the readings and the booking page on my Instagram. And you can go directly there. If you have any questions about what that entails, let me know. It's a lot of fun. I keep it pretty conversational. We do move through some important pieces of information that are impactful. I had a reading last week with somebody and, and it was so exciting to hear her feel validated and seen. And here's the thing. We can oftentimes spend a lot of energy looking outside of ourselves for recognition of our gifts and our strengths. We can go to different courses, different people, different quote-unquote experts, and we can say, tell me what I'm good at. Tell me what my purpose is. Tell me how I can clearly communicate my wisdom or my work in the world. Or why am I so burnt out? Why am I struggling? These readings are about you being directed back to yourself. I am just a channel or a guide in the moment, allowing you to see yourself more clearly. So they're very powerful and would love to connect with you. I always have such a good time doing them. And I will warn you, warning, once you do open that jar of goodness for yourself, you might very well want to know the design of all of your people, <laughs> your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner your kids, everybody, you will be very curious to know because there is a natural linking to synergy in human design charts where you can clearly see and communicate with these people in a more beneficial way. Let's get into talking about our human design strategies. So we're rooting down today into another layer 
into the strategy for each type. We know each type is very unique and they are here to make a valuable contribution to our world. It's not about one type being better or more preferable than another. We, we can sometimes go back to those old ways of wanting what we are not, right? Like you look around and you're like, oh, I wish I had naturally curly hair. Or if you have naturally curly hair like I do, I've always wanted it straight. So same thing applies when you're looking at your design type. You are absolutely perfectly that design for a reason. Do not fall into the trap of comparison in human design of thinking, oh, because I'm not a super rare type or I'm not a popular type that most of the population is, I'm not good enough, right? Moving away from that thinking and into radical self-acceptance. We'll go through the strategy for generators and manifesting generators. Generator types, including manifesting generators, just as a reminder, that's going to make up about 67% of the population. So they are a majority here. They're here to play a magnetic role. When they are aligned, they are here to be building and creating what lights them up. So my dog is snoring so loudly. Pure generators. So not manifesting generators at this point. We're talking about pure generators. Their aura type is very sparkly. People love to be around generator energy. They have a specific strategy that is here to respond to something in their environment. And they have a corresponding feeling in the body that is correlated with that sacral. We talked about the sacral center being lit up, being defined for our generator types. They have a feeling response that is in the body that says, yes, expansion, I'm lit up by this, more please. That is what the generator strategy is, to respond to something in their environment. Generators tend to overextend themselves because they are so magnetic. Oftentimes people want something, whether it's something they're good at with their work, or they are typically self-sacrificing and nurturing tendency with generators, that they can go into place of burnout, physical exhaustion, if they are not staying close to themselves, taking space to stay close to themselves so that they have space to respond to to this stimulus that's in their environment. We want our generators to feel good. We want them to feel lit up by what they are saying yes to in the world and engaging in. On the converse side, if they are not, and that goes on for too long, they absolutely will feel exhausted. They will feel contracted potentially. If they are out of alignment too often, it will feel like resistance or frustration. Generators are here 
to play that energetic role of building and creating what they are lit up by. They can fall into the trap of saying yes too often, of getting into a place where they are compromising their energy to make others happy because others see that sparkly energy. They're like, oh yeah, that's who I want. I've heard generators described as like the life of the party. They're the people that you want at your party. They just feel good to be around. My son is a generator and I love his energy. He really does not want to do things that do not light him up. In fact, sometimes we can get into those parental power struggles because he's like, no, I don't want to use my energy in that way. I notice myself like, oh, but wouldn't it be nice if you did this for, oh, yeah, no. Like I'm asking him basically to go against himself to make someone else happy. And it just is a natural thing that happens with generators. All right, let's talk about manifesting generators. So manifesting generators also have that defined sacral. The manifesting generators, very similar-ish to generators in terms of they are here to respond. They're here to respond to something that feels like a yes in the lower belly. You feel like a little like "Mm," turned on, a little, yeah, this is exciting. I'm into it. I want to put my energy behind that. With manifesting generators in response to their environment in an expanded way. And look, like you can't avoid all the mediocre chores in life. That is what life is. We have to do laundry and things like that that don't necessarily light that up. But if we are looking at strategy from a perspective of engaging with the outside world, engaging with our work, things like that, very relevant to think of it in terms of how am I using my energy in a way that feels good in my body for generators? And how can I let go of things that are more mediocre, that don't necessarily light me up? This is important because sometimes, especially manifesting generators, can continually take on new projects, new work, saying yes to things, and then all of a sudden realize maybe that they don't want to be doing it anymore. It's important they too check in and reevaluate and prune if they're taking on and doing things that they at one point felt lit up about, but they no longer feel lit up about. Manifesting generators can have a lot of different pokers in the fire. They can have a lot of different things going on, a lot of different passions, a lot of different even jobs. So staying in touch with what is not really feeling good to them and feeling more mediocre. When they are responding and feeling that lit up sense of desire, the energetic signature for manifesting generators is peace and satisfaction. The other side of the spectrum, they can feel frustration and also anger, a bit heated, a bit annoyed. They are hybrid. They are the manifesting generator that is a combination of generator energy and manifestor energy. With the combination of that influence, manifesting generators can get ahead of themselves 
They can go so fast that they do not pay attention and respond to what's in front of them. Also, manifesting generators can have a, a propensity to not inform others, not tell others what they are up to. It will help them to create more ease in their life if they can slow down and inform. Otherwise, if they go so fast, they can make mistakes and they can have to double back and make reparations. Projectors, strategy for our projectors. So projectors are guides. Projectors are overwhelmed by their strategy or they want to take it very prescriptively. I don't know if that's a word, but literally. Because the strategy for our projectors who are, if you remember, about 20% of the population is to wait for the invitation. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. I've seen and witnessed projectors that literally sit back and feel disempowered by this because they think that they have to wait for a literal invitation, like something to show up in front of them, like a explicitly written email or letter or something that is like a traditional invitation. I do not interpret it literally. My experience of being a projector and experimenting with this energy is like this. Let me tell you why the invitation is important for projectors. They have very intense penetrating auras and a lot of wisdom they want to share. A lot of things they want to get off their chest and tell you. And if you can imagine, if the recipient on the other side does not have space or doesn't want to necessarily receive that information, it can create a disconnect for both people, both parties involved. Projectors come from a good place. They want to tell you things. They sometimes want to tell you things about yourself. Sometimes that energy can come off as bossy or know-it-all. Get into the practice of using your strategy of backing off and trusting Big thing for projectors, trusting, not trying to control that dynamic and allow, then the world will come to you and there will be a mutual invitation. And this invitation, if they slow down and bite their tongue for a minute, whether or not that person is open to receiving your or recognizing your wisdom. And if there is space for you to impart your knowing, the invitation for projectors will feel better to you. It'll feel better to everyone if there is space, if there is taking a beat and interjecting a pause before we dive in to what we feel like we know. Because we do, we feel like we know, we feel like we can see others so clearly. Projectors have a lot harder time seeing themselves. What do you do as a projector if you do not feel like there are invitations, if there are not people ready to engage with you and hear what you have to say? This is a very important point. want to spend time doing things that grow you. Don't stop creating, putting out in the world your, what you're passionate about in your work and showing up. 
not passive. It's not like you just sit around and wait for somebody to invite you into something. Maybe sometimes you do, but this is more about you redirecting your focus to yourself and to have personal power through the awareness that you have a lot of interests that are fascinating to you. And when you are involved in those interests, you become very magnetic, especially if you are. It is a key point, letting others know what you're up to, being seen and owning your own authenticity. Conditioning piece for projectors that I don't think is talked about as much is we all have these limiting beliefs and programming around fear of being heard and seen. I think it's even more so for projectors. They're wanting belonging so badly. Like we want to be recognized so badly and to belong that we are going against our own authenticity and we're trying to fit into the mold of a generator. I've definitely operated like a generator probably most of my life. This is all fairly new to me too. This whole conversation is more about come along with me as opposed to here's what to do. I know I'm in authority. No, like I'm still very much in the process and will probably be forever. You can feel very susceptible to burnout if you are trying to operate as a energy type that you are not. Projectors, magnetism actually increases the more rested you are. Rest is productive for everyone. I, I believe that, but I especially believe for projectors that rest creates magnetism. Reflectors, again, very small percentage of the population, and they have a very unique strategy. Their strategy, you ready for it, is to wait a lunar cycle. And you're like, okay, this just got weird. There are no centers defined in a reflector chart. They are completely undefined. And that makes them very sensitive, very open. And part of this wait a lunar cycle strategy for reflectors is because they are connected to the cycle of the moon based on and again this may be like what are you talking about in centers there are numbers and those numbers are known as gates this has to do with the I Ching influence on human design and when you wait a lunar cycle you are waiting for the moon to move through all 64 gates before you make a decision and this helps to release all of the input or feeling or experience of processing the moon's movement through those gates. So now is that practical? Maybe not. I think asking someone to wait a month before you get back to them is a lot to ask sometimes. But giving yourself as much space as possible really feel into because you are such a sensitive being and you are so connected to your environment. Having a healthy environment for a reflector is a make or a break. So when you have that space, you can intentionally move through and release any 
pressure that you may have or feel from the outside world that you're picking up on. So giving yourself a lot of space, also being in, in nature, being intentional about your environment, all very important parts of a reflector's design. So I forgot to mention for projectors, we talked about that signature feeling with our generators and with our manifesting generators, that specific feeling, that signature feeling of satisfaction versus frustration and anger. I forgot to mention for projectors, that signature feeling is success. Just want to backtrack for a second and tell you that projectors are, when they are in alignment, they will feel successful. They will feel good. If they are perhaps not being recognized for their wisdom, maybe they're being too aggressive and in, in putting their wisdom and, and their insights where people maybe don't have room and they're not using that wait for the invitation strategy, they can feel very bitter, like people don't get them. And the idea with those emotions and that spectrum of emotions is to move through when you feel bitterness or you feel that lower end of the spectrum, so to speak. Help yourself to realize and experiment with how do I move back into more alignment with feeling on the higher end of the spectrum, feeling more successful. So for projectors, it starts with recognizing yourself. And the more recognition you give yourself, believe it or not, the more successful you will feel. For the reflectors, the feeling of alignment for them can be denoted by a feeling of delight. Feeling, oh, delight, surprise. Like everything is just so fascinating and so interesting. And oh my gosh, look at this butterfly in my garden. And I'm feeling so much delight. The other side of the spectrum for reflectors is disappointment. They can feel disappointment about being unique, feeling isolated in their uniqueness, feeling pressure to pick a lane and to be consistent and to show up in the world the way majority of people are, things like that. That can feel very disappointing for reflectors. They can also be in tune with other people's feelings, and that is part of their the beauty of their design, but they also can feel disappointed for others, and that can really take them off track. The last type is our manifestors. I love manifestors. I do. Manifestors are here to activate us. Remember, they're less than 10% of the population. They're a rare and they're here to have impact. Their strategy to navigate with the most ease in their exchanges in the world is to inform, tell other people what they are up to before they take action. Now, this does not come natural to manifestors. So it's challenging. It's a very challenging strategy for them to grasp and experiment with. What does this look like? So they have an idea, right? And manifestors are known for having urges, like creative urges. Like, I see it. I'm going to act on it. However, they can sometimes just do the thing. Or let's say they have this urge, they want to bake a cake and they 
are out the door, in the car, at the store, and they didn't tell their family. They were leaving. They were like, just gone. And you can imagine the families, okay, I, I didn't know you were even going to the store. Or you even wanted to make a cake. What a surprise to me. They're designed to be activating. I've worked with a manifestor coach. And working with a manifestor coach is pretty next level. Because just by being in their aura, by being in their presence, you are activated. That's good news if you're someone like me who can be stuck in their head and need encouragement to take the action. Very much a gift for manifestors is, yeah, they're here to make an impact. I think Steve Jobs was a manifester. A lot of people who are here to be disruptors are manifestors. The not self or the, the feeling that can come up with manifestors is anger. Again, if they can take it back to the ownership of themselves and say, okay, did I inform? Did I actually speak before I acted? Did I take the time to let the people know that would be impacted by my action what I was going to do or what I wanted to do? And the trick is manifestors do need the freedom to do the thing. They just need to tell people before they do it to create the most ease. And when they are in alignment, they will feel at peace. Woo, that was a lot of info. How are you guys feeling? I know it's a lot to digest if this is the first time you're hearing this. I still get human design from someone new because I feel like listening to different people explain it helps me to really get it and to get it on a new level. That's the way this works. And then the next time they come across the information, something else will sink in and something else and it just builds and builds. And then hopefully it creates a fundamental place for you to feel secure, validated, and empowered by your own self-awareness. So we do not have time to go through all the authorities, but let me tell you what authority is. Strategy is how we respond in the world to create the most ease. Authority is how we make decisions with the most ease. This is a shift away thinking that decisions are made most efficiently in the mind. Like, I got to think about it. This is now introducing us to feeling into the specific authority that is aligned for you with your authentic self, your authentic truth. So there are eight different authorities and introducing people to their authority is a very powerful way for them to start applying human design in their life because also strategy too, but knowing your type, okay, great. I'm this, I'm that. But authority is a very actionable part. Let me give you an example. Oh, I love this conversation so much. I really want to get into it, but I want this to also be bite-sized and give you time to digest. Okay, what this does is it also, authority allows us to guide ourselves in making decisions as like an internal navigation system that we can rely on. Worth noting, it helps us to respect others 
in their unique decision-making process. Let me give you an example. My husband is a manifesting generator, and his specific authority is the sacral authority. That is his embodied decision-making compass. So what that means is when he is in touch with his sacral, he will get an immediate feeling, a sensation is what I'm told, like a expansion, like a little butterfly kind of feeling, turned on feeling deep into his lower belly. And it's quick. So yes. <laughs> Sometimes there can be even sounds associated with people that have the sacral authority. They can be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to do that. I am responding to that. That is a yes. Okay. So right now there's something on the table that he won his club trip from his job. So he had this announcement at his company meeting last week, and he was surprised. He didn't even realize that he was actually in the running for this. So this trip is in May. I'm recording this in February. And it's to Hawaii. And how amazing. And I can tell his sacral is lit up AF about it. He is like already there. He's let's go. I, in my decision-making authority, is on a different pace because my decision-making authority is called a self-projected authority, which is unique to projectors. It's a rare authority, and it requires that I talk it out. You see, this is like an insight into why me having a podcast is so in alignment and healthy for me because I literally learn and get clarity when I can talk. He's been on a lot of trips the past two weeks, so we really haven't had a lot of downtime to discuss this and for me to talk it out. And I have to laugh because he sent me a calendar invite this morning and I'm thinking, I haven't, we haven't even really talked about this. So for me, I need to talk it out. I need to, to weigh the different options. And I actually don't mean in this self-projected authority anyone else's input. I don't need someone guiding me or their advice. In fact, that is absolutely not what I need. I just need to hear my own wisdom about what's in question so that I can completely talk it out and land on where I am truly authentically at. That is just one example of how the dynamic of authorities is very helpful to know. It's really helpful to know in most of the world and why I love talking about human design is, look, most people are completely unaware that they have all of this going on in the background. They may seal into it. They may intuit it, but it really puts it into a context. I'm taking a deep breath over here. That was a lot of talking. But I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. Here's the thing. Nothing shines brighter or is more magnetic than someone that knows themselves and that is authentic to themselves. That is why 
Human design can be so impactful for people. It's why people are talking about it more and more. And I know that this is actually going to continue to trend in that way. Part of who they are and a part of how they operate in the world. And it's about honoring and recognizing each other for their differences. And for you to be more magnetic and man who you are. Because that's when the good stuff happens. That's when we attract abundance. That's when our signal is super crystal clear. So I've loved having this conversation with you today. Definitely check out, if you're interested in a reading, the link to schedule for that. That will be available through March. And then there is some unknown going into April. My son may potentially have to have an orthopedic surgery. Oh, topic for another day weighs on my little mama heart over here still figuring that out so anyway definitely through march those readings will be available so if you'd like to connect i would love that so much and i just sending you guys so much love sending you a big hug until we talk again